Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On today's show, we head to Nashville. That's where we find State Representative Mike Sparks. And um, legislative session going pretty hot and heavy right now, I guess, isn't it, Mike? Well, it really is. I just left a big argument um, on the House floor there. Um, Memphis, uh, some folks in Memphis squabbling about, uh, uh, I guess, it's residency requirements for um, for for, for fire, firemen. I believe it may include police officers as well. So, um, uh, or non-residency requirements. But you know, we get in a little bit of squabbles sometimes up here um, on uh, on, on different issues. But the irony is, I can't imagine why. Officials. You know, it's not like there are any egos or anything up there. You know, well, there's oh, there's a few of that. You know. <laughs> There's no no doubt. People get passionate. They get passionate. Um, uh, it was kind of funny. I had a, another lawmaker. He was like, because the other lawmaker was holding up his phone, who was speaking with, um, citing some data, you know, on his phone. And he says, you got his cell number? He was going to call the number while he had the phone up. I I kind of got a kick out of it, you know. Um, but anyways, it's, it always makes um, makes it a, a lively. We've got a lot of... Um, FFA students uh, looking on, and um, I guess that's their day on the hill. So we had a couple from Rutherford County. Uh, Representative Rudd got to got to recognize them, but um, but I was excited. I was telling you earlier, I had the Smyrna High School Select Choir come up. Uh, Dr. Sherry Sutherland, uh, who's the principal of Smyrna High School, my former school and Representative Rudd School, uh, come up with their choir led by uh, choir director. Um, uh, Garrett Dew is his name, so they sing "America the Beautiful," and they also sing our now official state ha- state hymn, "Amazing Grace." So I got to share before the legislature the history of the hymn. You know, with all this political correctness and folks trying to erase history. You know, one reason I want to do that is to remind folks of the history of that hymn, which was written by a slave ship captain, and how God used John Newton to um, to uh, uh, impact. Um, ending slavery with impact on a lawmaker named William Wilberforce. A lot of folks don't know their history, not only the history of the hymn, but um, but everybody voted for it last year. So um, so thankfully for that. And I also had a, a pastor, Aaron Minnick, come up of the River at Smyrna Church. Folks may be familiar with them. Um, they used to be located back behind Panera Bread, the, where the former Catfish House was located on San Bernardino Parkway. And they sold the property and then built, or attempting to build back behind Burger King off Trident, which is off of Lee Victory Parkway. And you may have seen that video that I posted about um, his uh, temporary permit. They were saying that he wasn't going to be uh, issued his temporary permit, and he had a temporary permit to, for his church. And um, I talked about the importance of the First Amendment and um and the subtle threat of his doors being locked. So that's one reason I had him up here, and I wanted to share that story. You know, we often, you and I often talk about the First Amendment, and I say, not only, it's first for a reason. It's not second or third or fourth or fifth. It's first for a reason. And uh, the freedom of me to be able to speak before that podium and the freedom of that pastor to talk about uh, Christ and the great work his church is doing um, is paramount to, to our democracy. So we had a great um, great morning so far. Well, that sounds like a, a busy day, and um, 
the session's been going pretty quickly. Um, any significant updates on on any bills that have passed uh, that we need to know about? Well, you know, I'm on education, so um, the governor's attempt to um, to uh, uh, clarify and improve the the BEP funding. Now it's going to be called the Tennessee Investment and in Student Achievement. Um, uh, Tysa, it looks like that's kind of gotten rolled out a little bit. So that's been um, that's been on a lot of folks' minds. It's the the BEP funding formula is the metric system that they use is very um, confusing for a lot of folks. So I think the governor's attempt is to um, and Department of Education is have the students or have the money follow the students. And um, but anytime you're dealing with education, man, you've got squabbles. Um, so many different areas. Um, but a lot of folks are passionate uh, about it, so um, that was rolled out. I think the Tennessean has a story about it. If if folks want to know a little bit, a little bit more, the governor's um, uh, if they search Department of Education Tennessee, they can probably see the see some of that. But um, but it will allow more funding for um, for districts and um, uh, and you know some of the charter school uh, expansion. A lot of folks get upset with that. You know I. For the record, I'm for parental choice. I think the option should be there. And, um, you know, we've got a charter school that, uh, you know, I've spoke for. Uh, I think it's a it's a good area that it's going to. It'd be the North Rutherford, Smyrna, Laverne area. And 10 of the 12 Title I schools, which are the higher poverty schools, are in my district. And we're busting the seams. Uh, we got about 154 portables. So I think this can relieve some overcrowding. There's a recent article because of yesterday about a potential tax increase and when you see your taxes get raised it's uh, pretty much education or it could be a lawsuit you know i think that lawsuit um is going to impact us adversely so um i think the charter school option is good for parents i think it's good for students uh the lack of discipline in schools i hear so many complaints from teachers i get texts from teachers all the time uh, that they're wanting to leave the profession. So um, i got to be a lot of committee. I think I was sharing with you earlier. Uh, it, it allows teachers, uh, K-12 through teachers in our state, to get one college class. It's just one, but I call it a carrot-on-the-stick approach. If they take one graduate class, I think there's probably a 70% likelihood, 80%, that they would encourage them to, to move on to some new classes and, and complete a graduate degree. So uh, maybe a small step, but it is a step to help retain and recruit uh, teachers in Tennessee. Well, I was going to ask you about that uh, next. State Representative Mike Sparks joining us. Uh, we're, we're in kind of a tough spot here with with teachers, and um, you know this this bill under consideration, um, allowing temporary permits to people, not just certified teachers, to to teach most classes. I guess that's a little sticky wicket, but um, you know I, I think it shows some of the desperate situations some districts are in. Well, it, it really is. It really is, Brian. And um, uh, you know, and I, as you know, I give my cell number out five two five three one nine eight. And I was just talking to Doctor Sullivan about going over to Smyrna High School and just maybe sitting in some classrooms. Uh, Laverne uh, principal was talking. Well, I sent her an email last week about visiting her school uh, just to kind of see what teachers are dealing with. But but I'm telling you, you know the. I hate to say cultural breakdown, but you see a lot of that now. I mean, that's what they were talking about in Memphis. I mean, uh, I met with a top law enforcement person yesterday. Uh, I wanted this person to meet my intern because my intern wants to go into law enforcement, and it's a female, and she was 
But we were talking about mental health problems and the fentanyl crisis, opioid crisis, but she brought up, you know, how, you know, that the crime's rising in Tennessee. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's it's rising severely in, in Memphis, you know, with shootings and violence. And a lot of that is, um, I'd argue, probably 80% of it, if not 90, is drug-related. Mike, um, more education uh, news, and I wanted to get your take on this because uh, a couple of my Facebook friends mentioned this and, and were, um, I guess, concerned about a bill that is in the Senate, and I think uh, the House will, will take it up, an education bill that uh, says teachers, principals, and school personnel, as the bill is introduced, would prohibit teachers from using supplemental supplemental materials that aren't approved by the state board. Um, uh, what yeah. are your initial thoughts on well, that? Well, uh, someone locally asked me the other day uh, about that bill, so I, I pulled it up. That's by Senator Bowling and Representative Terry Lynn Weaver. Uh, I was watching some of the video from last year, the arguments. Um, don't know all the details. I'm not familiar with the with other materials that teachers may be using but um you know i think we've got to find that 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 balance of not handcuffing teachers to 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 teach i mean to, to use illustrations or or um examples um so that senate bill which is 659 is that correct uh and yeah. folks watch the the arguments on that video from last year um not sure what posture it's in right now um but uh, teachers are welcome to call me if they if they uh, have concerns about it or, or maybe cite examples of how they maybe use something that wasn't state that wasn't approved by the the, the state board. Well, um, I can give you a for instance from this person who uh, was okay. uh, an agriculture teacher at one of the high schools, saying um, the bill would cripple my ability to effectively teach my students about a wide variety of standards within the agriculture career cluster. For example, I regularly watch training and service videos from various agriculture manufacturing companies, and the uh, mechanics class received a metal bandsaw, and so they watched a safety video on how to use that bandsaw. And these were just a couple of examples yeah. from an agriculture teacher. And I could see, you know, but when it's broad like this and saying, you know, you can't unless it's approved, that affects a lot of people. It seems yeah. like a broad brush, I think, is mainly well, what they're saying. Well, something like that teacher could do is contact Farm Bureau or contact that FFA. I'm telling you, there was a, there was a couple hundred students up here today. Um, and if those couple hundred students start calling their lawmakers uh, about that, then it starts um, uh, shifting the focus a little bit because we need to hear from teachers. That's why I was just telling Dr. Sullivan, I said, I want to come by your school and, and visit your school and see what y'all are, are dealing with. Um, it just seems like there's more pressure today yeah. on on. I don't think it's just not just teachers. I think it's everywhere. It's firefighters. It's police. It's probably public works. It's so many other parents. Um, and uh, uh, but we—that's why we need to hear from folks. That's why I'm constantly texting teachers. I was with the Penny Schwinn, the Commissioner of Education of the day, and I was like, "Hey, you got any questions? You want me to ask?" And I had I had two teachers, Brian. I mean, it's not funny, but they said, "Tell her I'm quitting." I mean, that's and I told her I said, "Hey, got, here's two texts. They're they're worn out of the field." And, I mean, that's critical. This yeah. is um, kind of a crisis. Uh, so uh, I don't want to do anything that, that that's more bureaucratic, that's more government oversight, more government regulation. It goes back to that church, you know, that church that um, 
that that's here they are helping with a Mother's Day out and at an affordable price to try to help parents and uh, they're doing that because of, of their faith, and that's why we've got leverage of faith-based community. But we don't need more government threatening to lock their door, more government uh, tying the hands of um, of educators. But I haven't heard all the arguments, so yeah. that's why I was watching the video yesterday. But it matters when local people call, and I got a local official ask me about it. I didn't have all the details um, about it, but that's why I was searching on it yesterday. Well, Senate Bill 659 um – Dawn White sits on the Education Committee in the Senate. She said she voted against this, and the bill did not receive enough votes to move out of committee. So uh, that probably takes care of that again. Yeah. Well, that was that. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Was yeah. that, okay. Um, but but we need to hear those stories. And, and right. I know with 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 conservatives, Republicans, um, we need to hear. But when you have people like Farm Bureau call, and you have other folks like FFA, you have other, all of a sudden it starts shifting the, the focus. I think people are worried about the CRT and some of this, um, uh, you know, um, indoctrination. You know, I'm back in, at MTSU and I really haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen much of that. I may disagree with my professor or something, but just the other day I brought this up in, in finance committee, Dr. McPhee was there and, um, and uh, another lawmaker kind of opened up the door for me, and he said something about we need to get more students in broadcast and communication and journalism. Well, I was like, wow, well, John Bragg, the John Bragg Highway, he was a former lawmaker years ago, was chairman of that committee. And I just told him, I said, hey, I'm in a journalism class now, podcasting. And I took a poll the other day with these students about the Joe Rogan controversy. And, and I said, all the students, I said, I just want to hear you, your thoughts. Who thinks he needs to be canceled? Not one student thinks that he needs to be canceled. And I was sharing with the committee where the professor, Dr. Eschenfelder, a real sweet lady, former news reporter, anchor person, and she said, um, ask the student, what are you passionate about to that student? And, and, and he said, Jesus. And I was shocked. I was shocked and pleased. I was able to share that before the committee. Uh, so there's hope in the next generation. But I think there's fear out there. It may be one example that happened at some school, and all of a sudden it it blooms, and that's what people are hearing about. But what we need to hear that story from that teacher, and the, the one that you know that, that you, you've seen, she's welcome to call me again five two five three one nine eight. I mean, I may not be able to answer a call uh, for the next hour, but I can I can get some you know I can answer a text or something. Okay. Well, we've run out of time. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that littering bill next time. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thanks so much. All what right, Mike. Today, Brian. Thank Good you. Chance. Take care. Bye. State Representative Mike Sparks joining us with an update from uh, Capitol Hill in Nashville on uh, what's going on there. And if you missed any part of the program, be sure to check the podcast, WGNSRadio.com. Just tap on Podcast and Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to audio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook Audio. We're in all those places. Just search for WGNS.